Thankful for your attendance this morning. Thanks, uh, Apple, for uh, leading us in hymns every week. And Walt, sharing the word. Sharing that word, the gift of life and that spirit. I appreciate your reminders that you bring together from the word. Amen, church. <clears throat> so you got to have a copy, so we're going to have a test. So fill it out. Let's pray, all right? <clears throat> what a blessing, God, that we get to assemble to worship. And God, I just uh, I hear about and I read about all the folks that don't have this privilege that I've taken for granted too long. And if I take it granted one time, that's too much. But Father, thank you for your patience and our time to worship in song and we get to commune. What a privilege, powerful privilege to remember the Christ, the cross, and rescuing us from sin. And God, help us in our walk every day. Keep our focus because you know how the nasty trails show up and we don't want to pursue the ugly, but we want to stay right with you. Thank you for the power of the Spirit and thank you for how Walt reminds us as he shares the word and how we now have an opportunity to make a difference in our world and ourselves and everywhere, God. Thank you for this family and God, a lot of people are hurting. There are a lot of people that are afraid and a lot of hospitals that are hurting because of the the nurses working hard and the doctors are working overtime and uh, just being on the front line. God, protect the police officers and the firemen and those that are wearing any kind of a badge that's representing right and justice. And God, for the soldiers, the men and women on foreign soil, and God, be with their families. God, thank you for using us today, and we want to make a difference in our corner. Thank you for the blood of the Lamb. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. <clears throat> so I knocked on the door, and in this particular house, I had a living room, and then they had some bedrooms. But as I showed up for the first time with this family, I'm escorted to this front living room that had a front picture out front. You could look out in the driveway and the parking lot and the grass, the lawn. And so I sat right there, and it wasn't very big, but that's where they escorted me because I didn't know who I'm visiting with. New cold turkey call. <clears throat> so I go back next week, escort me to the same living area, Sit down and we talk about the weather, we talk about politics, we talk about all that junk that we cannot what? Cannot change. So we get that out of the way and then I read the word and I pray and I go back next week. Knock on that door and they escort me to the same room. We talk about the weather, we talk about the governor, we talk about the senators, we talk about the ugly, we talk about what's on TV, we talk about the commercials, we talk about all that junk. And I read the word, and I pray. Next week, I knock on the door. This week, I get to go back to the family room. 
That's where they live. They didn't live up there. You know what I call that room? It's two initials, M-P. That stands for Mortician Preacher Room. That's the room that the preachers go to, and that's the room that the morticians go to to pick up the stiff body. That's the room they escorted me to. And my goal is to get past that room to get this into the hearts. And God's the one that does it, doesn't he? He's the one that's going to get into the, to that back room and get us to that back room to where people live. And so I'd continue reading and praying. The guy there hadn't been with Jesus for 25 years. 25 swinging years. He had never been to church. He hadn't done anything. He had seven boys. Guess what he taught those seven boys? They didn't have the attitude to go to church. They didn't have the attitude to pray. Nobody, dad, had never taught them how to pray. Never to sing that song, Jesus is Lord, Lord of my life. What a friend we have in Jesus. Didn't hear that song. And so next week I'd go back. And we'd pray. And we'd read. And we'd pray and we'd read and continue. And I said, hey, Hoss, it's time for you to go with me. So guess where we went? To the coffee shop. Got a huge apple fritter. He'd get one, I'd get one. Drank a bucket of coffee. Building that relationship. And then we'd go knock on a door that he didn't know. And you know what he said? He said, Babbitt, did you call ahead? Did you call ahead and let them know we was coming? I didn't know I was supposed to call ahead. Did Jesus call ahead to Zacchaeus and said, Hey, Hoss, I'm coming over to your house. Did he call him? No, he just looked up in the tree and said, Hey, I'm coming over for dinner. What happened with that situation? Who had anything to do with Zacchaeus? Only one. Because they looked down on him. They hated him. He's a tax collector. They didn't like him at all. But who shows up? The same one that shows up in our life and wants me to walk with the Lord. And it's not a run. It's a walk. Number one on your paper, it's a progress. Progression in that walk. And the skinny is, and the bottom line is, in 1 John chapter 1, verse 7, and the NIV says, if you're walking in the what? If you're walking in the light, what cleanses me? Because along the way, the blood of Christ is going to cleanse me along the way because I'm walking in the what? Do you know when you're not walking in the light? Does anybody have to tell you? Well, why do we get mad when somebody tells us that we're not walking with the, with the Lord? Why do we get mad at them? Number one, it's a progression. And the progression that I remember when I was baptized into Christ, that I received that gift of the Holy Spirit, and I love Romans chapter 6 in the message that says, I left that old country of sin. I left that old country of sin. And I left that old country of sin. You hear the progression? And I don't go to that country of sin anymore. You know why? Because the blood of Christ is for us, for you and me, that I've been immersed into Christ. And so now I question and I look and I say, what's my motive what is my motive in my walk? And is my walk faithful with Him? 
And you know what helps me in my walk? That we can shut her down and go to the house. But what helps me is to knock, keep knocking on a door because somebody behind that door needs Jesus. I made a mistake when I knocked on that door and somebody said, who is it? And usually I say, Sheriff. But this time I was nice. I said, contact church. She said, go away. Jesus doesn't love me today. I didn't know what to say. I said, yes, he does. He doesn't love me. Here's where I messed up, guys. I didn't go back next week. And when I did go back, there was a new face at that apartment door. I don't know if I'll ever see her again, but I should have gone back. Amen? There was nothing keeping me from going except me. And then, because when I go, I want to make sure that I'm walking in the light because they're looking at me and they're watching me and they're watching us as we walk with the Lord. And if I'm not walking with the Lord, what are they going to say when I show up? Will they be interested in me praying? Will they be interested in you praying? If I'm not walking in the light? When he's given me, when he's forgiven me, that light every day. Number two, location. Let me share a text that was sent me. I want to share hurt. I'm really wanting to leave Tulsa. And need to get away. I'm not asking for someone to give me their opinion or thought. What all? What? What am I ready to do? Are you got? You're not ready though. I am. I'm ready to give opinion, thought as to their. But what they say, I'm not. I need prayer for myself and to get away from all this craziness. I have God who's working on these issues. Amen? And I need prayer for myself to be able to go see and be able to help others beside just me. Did you hear that? I need that courage to go and help somebody else, to pray with somebody else, to read the word with somebody else. (coughs) It's become too much for me. I will continue to pray about it. I surely understand that I have flaws and I'm a sinner myself and have struggles. I am no good here. I need a change, a way, and I'm sure others need the same thing. What'd you hear in that? What's their location? What's their progress? What is their location with the light? with the Lord, with the blood of Christ. What's their location? Are they really walking in the light right there? Because whenever I move because of my problems, what am I going to take with me? Take me and my what? My stuff. I'm going to take my stuff over there too. And what am I going to do when I get over there with my stuff? And it's the same old skinny. It's their fault. You never say that. You hear the progress and the location. Notice Isaiah 35. 
Verse 8. And a great road will go through that once deserted land. That deserted land is forsaken, isn't it? And it will be named the Highway of Holiness. Circle that Highway of Holiness. You and I want to be that Highway of Holiness because we're walking in the light. Amen? That Highway of Holiness, evil-minded people will never travel on it. It will be only for those who walk in God's ways. Fools will never walk there. You know, it's sad when I watch when I watch husbands and wives divide and they won't let anybody in. They won't let anybody in to love them. They won't let anybody in to read with them, to pray with them, and they turn away and they refuse to walk with the Father because of their struggles. Number three, direction. My direction is because I'm moving more towards the what? Towards the light. Man, that's good news, isn't it? The lady has a 11-year-old girl that's running a show. Three kids in the family. The 11-year-old girl is running a show. The mom's in the hotel. Motel, been there two weeks. And never one time pick up the phone and seek resources to help her get out of that motel, to get on her feet, to move. And she said, I haven't done anything. That's what happens when we never get on the road, that highway to holiness. Amen? And, and we show up. They don't want to hear it. And because we didn't pay, we didn't buy a motel. Say, what are you guys about? You're not buying a motel? When a heart will not surrender to the light. You see the progression of our walk? Our walk with Him. That progression and that location and that direction. And number four, separation. You know, if I'm walking in the light, I'm separated. Separation from the world. You ever drive your vehicle? and it pulls to the right or pulls to the left, and you feel the tires are out of balance, how long do you drive that way? Because then as soon as you get in there and the thing's all messed up, you say, man, I need to get this thing lined up. I need to, we get the, I need to buy a new tire. What do we do? Said, I'll get in later. And what happens? We have a blowout. I kept having a low tire in my car, so I went over to my buddy's place, and he put that thing up on the ramp, and he checked all four tires. And it had a hole in the right front, had three holes in the right rear, had two holes in the left rear. I said, what was I driving on? But why did I go and have him check it out? I don't like buying tires. You? But I want to take care of that alignment, so I won't have to buy any tires. What about my alignment with my Christ? Some of us need an alignment when we haven't even done anything about the alignment because the process is there and we haven't been separated from the Lord. I haven't done anything about the alignment. Hey, that guy can preach all day if he wants to, but I'm, I'll check my alignment when. I'm in a ditch because I didn't correct that alignment and my truck's in a ditch and my car's in a ditch. Everything's in a ditch. Then I'm over there kicking somebody that ever happened? 
when some of us need alignment. Number five, destiny. Destiny. Our destiny is the cross. Amen? Because that's why I want to walk in the light and my buddy has COVID and he said, Ron, I'm ready to go home. I'm going to leave all this money with my bride and she's going to hook up with Pedro. It's supposed to be funny. So I called him and I said, how's Pedro? Because <laughs> the nasty's going on. And what, how, does that, how does that affect our walk with the Lord? Are we focused on the nasty? Or are we focused on the Christ? Am I focused on the destiny? Am I focused on the progress and the separation and the location that I get to continue walking the light? Galatians 6 verse 9. That's a powerful verse, isn't it? So let's not get tired of doing good. At just the right time, we'll reap a harvest of blessing if we don't, what? Give up. I remember it wasn't too long ago, there's a cat walked down that aisle, and he sat right over there. I'd pick him up and bring him. Next week, bring him. Next week, I'd bring him. He said, man, I want to get my life right. I, I want to walk in the light. I want to do what I need to be doing as a, as a child of God. So I've been texting him for three weeks. No show. I'll text him. I'll say, hey, Hoss, you breathing? No answer. I'll text him again. Where you at? I'll text him again. What are you reading? I'll text him again. When are you praying? No answer. What are you hearing? How we need an alignment. Somebody's trying to get us aligned, and we don't want to mess with the alignment. A walking in the light. Number six, companionship. And I love this, and I love all of them. Companionship. We walk, and Jesus walks with us. Amen. Sometimes I forget and say, hey, Lord, where you been? I don't even look around. I don't even consider the gift that Walt's been telling us about, the spirit that I received, 1 John 1, 7, if you're walking in the light, as God is in the light, then we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sins. Amen. Proverbs chapter 8 says this. You can't find me on righteous road. Excuse me. You can find me. Sorry, I read that wrong. You can find me on righteous road. That's where I walk at the intersection of Justice Avenue. Man, I love that. Where I walk at the intersection of Justice Avenue, handing out life to those that love me. That's the Lord. Handing out life. When we think about all the cry, all the trials, all the crisis, all the struggles, and there's no peace because there's no Jesus. How do you spell that? N-O, no Jesus. N-O, Jesus. N-O, peace. K-N-O-W, Jesus. K-N-O-W, peace. But the alignment is tough because you've got to crank down something in my heart, my attitude, to get me right with the Lord.
I love what Paul said. For me to live is what? For me to live is Christ. Amen. And to die is gain. And Walt had the picture of there of a, of a clown who resisted the Lord and he was blinded. And he finally got it. And he'd been persecuting, murdering brothers and sisters in Christ. And Jesus comes along. And Paul knew, Saul knew exactly who he was. He said, go to the street called Straight. And there's a dude over there that's going to be waiting on you. His name's Ananias. And they told Ananias, hey, this guy's coming over there. I want you to baptize him. Well, Ananias said, hey, hey, wait a minute. Wait a minute. You know anything about that guy? I don't want to mess around with him. He's a murderer, man. I don't want to mess with him. But who took care of Ananias and who took care of Saul? And what did Saul do from that point on? Walking in the light. With that same zeal he had murdering folks. At, but now the zeal is for the Christ, the cross. And the question is, how's your zeal? How's your love for the Lord? How's your walk today? Are you walking in the light? Maybe you haven't been baptized for remission of sins and the joy of that happening today. Desire to walk with him faithfully. And the family here as we get to support one another. And that fellowship that we have, that companionship that we have with Christ. We can encourage you. We can encourage you. Won't you come as we stand and sing?